Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Ritual is combining health with technology to double down on its commitment to traceability. The company wants consumers to have the ability to track the journey of a single nutrient from its source. Lindsay Dahl, Ritual's Chief Impact Officer, joins us now to lift the curtain on the company's traceability efforts. Hi, Lindsay, and welcome to the NutraCast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. So tell me a little bit about Ritual Supply Chain and the role that traceability plays in all of this. You know, when our company first launched back in 2016, our CEO, Kat, really saw that there was a huge opportunity in the marketplace for more traceability and transparency within the vitamin category. And specifically at the time, she was pregnant and really thinking about prenatal vitamins. And so made traceable is core to who we are at Ritual. It can be distilled down into two things, traceable science and traceable sourcing. And so when you think about traceable sourcing and the importance of a supply chain, we like to have as much visibility as we can. And so something that the company did very early on that was really radical at the time and certainly still is radical for today is we publicly share our supplier, our ingredient suppliers, and the final place of manufacturing on our website. And the reason we do that is because we feel like lifting the veil for consumers to be able to see our suppliers is important because it shows that the care and diligence of both the quality, selecting the right forms, prioritizing sustainable ingredients where possible, we want people to see that we partner with people that care as much about their supply chains as we do. So at the core of it is lifting the scale for skeptics like ourselves who want to know that safety and efficacy is at the core of every single decision that goes into whether it's a multivitamin or a gut health product or a protein powder that we make for consumers. Okay, and you sort of mentioned it, the, the made traceable. So that's your approach. That's what you call your traceability efforts, right? That's right. So um, traceability is not just around sourcing of ingredients. It's also around um, science. So we know that as a science first brand, we look at the best peer reviewed research. We have hired some of the best scientists from across the world to join our team internally. And the reason we bring just as much rigor to the science and traceability around the science as we do the sourcing is we feel like the two of those things together is really what the industry needed. So as you may know, sometimes people intentionally or unintentionally can misuse or kind of mislead consumers around using terms like clinically studied. We wanted to make sure that we chose and selected science-backed ingredients, many of which are in some cases like our gut health product are the most clinically studied ingredients on the market. And simultaneously, uh, you know, we think about certification, selecting the right forms, and kind of above and beyond testing, coupled with the rigor that goes into the science behind that made traceable standard. And we recently kind of relaunched this on our website, ritual.com, under our standards, and people can kind of really navigate these two important pillars of, of science and sourcing. And we try to spell out in as much detail what we mean so people can really understand the hard work that goes into bringing what we think are some of the best in class products to the market. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned standards and I'm wondering, are there currently any standards or even guidelines out there for ingredient transparency? You know, there's very minimal um, federal oversight of the category in general. And 
you know, we think that there's an opportunity for there to be more traceability around ingredient sourcing. So right now, companies don't have to have visibility into their supply chains. And I think it's important, like when we speak about traceability, that word can mean a lot of different things to different people. So we intentionally clearly defined it on our website and our My Traceable standard is publicly sharing the final place of manufacturing and supplier name with our consumers. And we know that from that final place of manufacturing down to the ingredient origin, whether it's a lab or it's a field, is a longer journey. And um, that's one we're committed to continuing to understand the full complexity of our supply chain. And I think if you look at other industries, whether it's apparel or food or the beauty industry, a lot of different um, leaders within those categories are understanding that traceability is really an important way to not only make sure that you have all the information about the quality of the uh, products you bring into the market, but also to make sure that there's not any undesirable or unwanted things within your supply chain because supply chains are so complex. So to kind of recap, there's really no requirements or standards around traceability right now for our category, which is why we feel like in some ways, when you're first leading down the road, it's hard because you're asking questions that maybe suppliers haven't received before. Yeah, yeah. So what has been the response from the suppliers then? You know, our CEO likes to say, um, if you hear no, it just means it hasn't been done yet. So we've definitely heard a lot of no's. It's actually one of our corporate values to embrace the no's. Um, so we hear <laughs> no a lot. We've, we've also heard yes. And so we get really excited when we finally find a partner. For example, we um, partner with Algorithm for our vegan omega-3. And they're a great partner because they said, yes, we love that you want to be traceable. We love that you want to understand how much care we put into sourcing and creating this omega-3 for you. And so when we do find partners that are willing to be transparent with us and adhere to our standards, it makes us not only excited to um, partner with them and support them through our business efforts, but also to then give them visibility on our website. I've interviewed some folks from Algorithm and I can vouch for them. That is a great company to work with. So glad that you guys made that connection. Um, how does Ritual Certificate of Traceability actually work? So it's a consumer tool. The Certificate of Traceability is a tool on our website where people can look at every single Ritual product and we give you all the information around the testing of that product, if there's any certifications um, that that particular product has. So if you go to the Certificate of Traceability, it will bring you to our core multivitamin, Essential for Women 18 Plus. And you can see all the heavy metals that were tested, microbes, allergens, all of the ingredient supplier name and information of course, and nutritional information as well. And then um, we also include packaging information because our consumers care a lot about packaging. And so it's kind of a one-stop shop for someone who maybe doesn't want to read through all the details of our standards, but they want to see what sort of uh, tests or um, certifications their particular favorite product or maybe they're considering us. Um, the certificate of traceability is the great spot for them to go and kind of get all of that information. One of the things that we've done, particular to the protein powder category, that is particularly interesting, is if you look at our protein powder under the heavy metals, we're actually publicly sharing the latest protein batch heavy metal test results. So we don't just tell you it was tested for heavy metals, we're actually publishing those results um, with the lot number and the release date for all to see. And we think that's really important, especially for our plant-based protein powder because plant-based protein powders are at an increased risk for heavy metal exposure. So given who our consumer is, we felt like that 
level of transparency was something that we would want to see. So we try to provide that for people who are interested in our brand. I think traceability is increasingly becoming more and more important to the average consumer. How would you say it's changed since you first launched back in 2016? The interest has an appetite for traceability has grown since 2016. And in part, I think it's because brands like Ritual were willing and openly talking about it. Um, traceability is something it's, I mean, it's not dissimilar to heavy metals, which we were just talking about, which is a topic that I think a lot of brands kind of worked on behind the scenes, but were afraid to talk about publicly because it's complicated. Heavy metals are complicated. <laughs> Traceability is complicated. And I think one of the things that Ritual has done well is lean into the kind of gray area. And as a result, we have seen other brands, especially in the food space, uh, speak more about traceability. Simultaneously, the last five years outside of our category around quality, quality and traceability go hand in hand. There's been another large conversation around human rights and traceability that has also piqued more and more companies' interest in talking about and trying to understand who exactly is in their supply chain and what sort of information can they get to make sure that people on the planet are protected. Yeah, that's so important and such a great point to bring up. Um, so what sort of technology does this involve when you get into all the traceability? You know, a lot of our traceability work is built on relationships. And what I mean by that is there are incredible technology solutions. We've been currently speaking with a variety of different blockchain technology companies. And blockchain is a really interesting way to achieve end-to-end traceability before you can employ uh, different technologies, you need to have good relationships. And so that's where we've been investing our time. And um, our certificate of traceability was actually, the tool itself was built by our team here at Ritual. So we like to pride ourselves on not only putting a lot of time and effort into our formulations and investing in our R&D team and our team of scientists, but we also invest in the experience. So whether that's the experience on our website, um, we want that interaction to be really smooth. And so we've got a best-in-class team here that has helped build that interactive experience in a way that I think some other companies may have to invest in external technologies. Um, but I think, you know, it's interesting. There's other ways in which when we look at our made traceable standard, if you look at, for example, our sustainability standards, we use tools like lifecycle assessments, which are technology solutions to help us understand um, the environmental impacts of our packaging. And so we use Bluebird Climate and Compass, which are two different technology platforms that allow us to make the most sustainable packaging decisions and help kind of understand which packaging option has the least amount of carbon or the most likelihood of being recycled curbside, et cetera. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about some of those materials inside the bottle, the ink, the packaging and all that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we think about if you look at our multivitamin bottle, it's 100% um, post-consumer recycled plastic, uh, which when we use those life cycle assessments, it showed us that by using 100% PCR plastic, there's actually 60% less carbon than had we chosen glass for that particular bottle. So um, we chose a highly recyclable plastic um, that in the fact that it's 100% PCR is really exciting to us. The same holds true for our, our shipper envelopes. They're made from 100% trash, uh, recycled newsprint from Pennsylvania. And um, you know, I think when we look at the care that goes into all of our decisions, we're not only screening for 
sustainability, we're also looking at the safety of the materials. So um, choosing safer plastics across our entire line. We also look at the types of inks that we're using and we try to use soy inks. Or if you look at our secondary packaging on whole food shelves, they're made from 100% post-consumer recycled paper. So the care for the packaging and how we're sending it to our consumer is just as important as what's inside the bottle. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely put a lot of care and go above and beyond. I'm just thinking about why other companies might not do the same. Is it because it might be more costly to do that? You know, sometimes cost is a factor, but oftentimes it's more an issue of complexity. So I think um, we like to say that we go above and beyond, but we also know that we're not perfect because no one can be. I think um, kind of being on the cutting edge means um, having to make constant trade-offs. And I think sometimes those trade-offs, it's easier to take the path of least resistance. So I'll give you an example. Our gut health product, um, Symbiotic, it's a three-in-one pre, pro, and postbiotic. Uh, we recently launched it this last spring. We really wanted to make sure that the biotic strains were still alive at the end of the shelf life for that particular product, especially given what it's designed to do. And so we had to find um, the best packaging that was going to make sure that uh, the product was still in the same form we wanted it to be by the end of its shelf life. The result of that is that we have this great packaging um, that has a, an inner wall that really helps control the moisture. The problem is that that's not curbside recyclable. So we had to make the trade-off of uh, a product that's not curbside recyclable to make sure that the product was still working at the end of its shelf life. What we've done is we've partnered with the PACT Collective, which is the most transparent packaging take back program to be able to take that packaging and properly recycle it. And I think when you're thinking about going above and beyond, um, sometimes it's hard to take that extra step to then start, for example, a packaging take back program with a PACT Collective. But I think that's part of the reason that you see our brand is very careful in how and when we launch products. We're not a, a quantity game, we're a quality game. And so what that means is that we've been really deliberate about the amount of products that we're launching every single year um, to make sure we give ourselves time to do this right. Okay, so it's complex in a sense for other brands, but talk to me a little bit about the consumer side of things. I mean, how does the education piece work for that? Because like you said, traceability can be complicated. We really love this part of our work, uh, translating this for consumers. I think something that, again, our creative team is just as important as our R&D team, for example. And we like to give people the information and answers to the questions that we're asking. So we're kind of our core customer, which makes it really fun. We try to um, give people different layers of information. So for example, if you go on our Made Traceable uh, website, you can learn about our um, different impact goals that we launched. And we give you a little high level overview, but there's a link there for someone who really wants to see, wait, when you're talking about sustainable packaging, how are you defining that? And so for the skeptical person, we have an entire journal article on our website that really breaks down how we define sustainability when it comes to packaging. What sorts of tools and thinking are we, you know, goes into informing those sustainability standards. And so I think for us, it's a matter of giving people different levels of information, knowing that some people just want to skim and some people really want to go deep. And so we want to make sure that there's both information for both of those audiences. And when you look at your audience, I mean, are they pretty savvy or have they become pretty savvy in recent years? Yeah, they definitely are savvy. We've done a bunch of consumer research. 
um, both quantitative and qualitative to understand who our core customer is and um, the level of kind of rigor and research that they put into researching all of the different kind of products that they bring into their home, especially those that they're, they are ingesting is really impressive. And we can also tell that based on the questions they ask us. So the level of sophistication we get around people asking about different forms and doses um, or sustainability questions really shows us that our consumers have spent a lot of time educating themselves on what it takes to build and create really high quality uh, vitamins and supplements. And um, it also shows us that they're very sustainability minded. When you comb through some of that research, what would you say is the most compelling? Oh, that's hard to answer just because our team looks at thousands of different research articles. I think there's a few things that stand out. One of which is oftentimes, you know, it's we've almost taken a contrarian approach to the industry um, that sometimes, you know, if you flip over a supplemental facts panel, you see vitamins A to Z, just like trying to load a vitamin with as much stuff as possible. But what our scientific affairs team found when they looked at the research is that uh, based on the average American diet, there were a few key nutritional gaps. And so we really tried to take, there's a reason there's a term essential in the um, naming of our products is because we really looked at um, the essential nutrients that were needed um, based on the average diet. Another thing is that oftentimes the timing or the form of the nutrient wasn't exactly what was needed or wasn't the best. So if you take our prenatal, for example, we use folate instead of folic acid, knowing that up to one third of the population can't properly metabolize folic acid. So they, we used the best kind of research to help inform the types of forms. In addition to we have patented um, capsule technology that helps the product release at the right moment in time for maximum absorption. So I think some of the things we found that have been most interesting is just the kind of forms and sometimes the things that people think they need, like folic acid. Um, maybe that's not the complete story, which is why we found um, what we believe to be the best folate supplier in the world. Interesting. And before I let you go, we are at the tail end of 2022. What are some of Ritual's goals for 2023 and beyond? You know, we recently rolled out three impact goals, which we think really put kind of a stake in the ground um, for our industry. And the first of which is by the end of this year, we will have 100% of our active and other ingredients made traceable. So what that means is the supplier name and final place of manufacturing will be available for everyone to see on our website. The second goal we set was to have 100% sustainable packaging by 2025. And we're defining sustainable packaging as packaging that is either recycled, recyclable, or refillable. And then the final thing is for an industry that's really focused on protecting people's health, we know one of the biggest health issues of our time is climate change. So we set a very ambitious goal to have net zero emissions by 2030. Yeah, best of luck with those goals, Lindsay. You will have to keep us posted on that. Lindsay Dahl, Ritual's Chief Impact Officer, thank you so much for joining me here on the NutriCast and giving us a look under the hood of Ritual's operations. Thanks for having us. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.